Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. My name is Allison Lex. I am a copywriter and a podcast host. And I am here with Billy, and I believe Jemmy is here, but I'm going to work to get her up on the stage in just a minute. So, um, Billy, will you take a moment to say hi while I get Jemmy on up? Absolutely, Allison. Really appreciate it. Uh, Good to see everybody. I know it's a holiday weekend here in the States, so uh, I hope everyone is relaxing and joining your family. My name is Billy Thorpe. I host a podcast called Podcasting for Money. I've been podcasting for about three years, uh, started as a hobby, sold my first show, started another show to, uh, to just interview business owners that I wanted to do business with, and then launched another show similar to my first one about saltwater fishing and was able to monetize it super quick. So I didn't know that not monetizing a podcast was a thing. I thought everyone did. And then I quickly realized once I got more into the podcast community that that was pretty rare. And a lot of people started asking questions. How do I do it? How do I launch a show? How do I do all those things? And so now I help podcasters uh, do that. And when I'm not doing that, and when uh, COVID season's not a thing, hopefully I'll be printing t-shirts again in my long business of uh, promotional items and apparel. But yeah, I love helping podcasters um, start, launch, grow, monetize. It's so much fun. So Allison, thanks for having me up and I'm excited about our conversation today. Me too, me too. And I did manage to find Jemmy and bring her on up. So Jemmy, will you please just take a minute to introduce yourself and then we'll dive right in. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here as always. So I am producer Jemmy. I am the owner of Flintstone Media. It's a podcast production house and consultancy firm. I've been podcasting since 2014. I am also the host of Business in the Bedroom. It's a practical guide for newbie entrepreneurs. And I'm the owner of the Florida Podcast Network as well. It's the voice of Florida, five plus shows, all, and lots of shows still in development. I'm also the manager of the Horse Radio Network, and I'm also a podcast coach, and also help shows to launch, scale, and monetize. Thank you. 
So this is Allison speaking, and what you guys are probably picking up is that Billy and Jemmy do a lot. I do too. So I write sales copy for clients, and my podcast publishes three episodes a week. I am a business building strategist, um, and you know, plus I do that eating, breathing, sleeping, bathing thing, you know, so I have a life. And um, so today we're actually going to talk about how to manage the production of your podcast. But as we were putting this together and kind of figuring out, you know, how we were going to do this, we realized that this actually works for a lot of things. So I know we're going to drop some, some info in here that could help you with any aspect of getting things done. And, you know, that all starts with motivation. Marketing your business can be really overwhelming. So it really does fit in with the theme of this room. And before we dive in, I want to just let everybody know you are in Breakfast with Champions, which is the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And we are here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to noon on Saturday, and Club 111 on Sunday, all here live on Clubhouse. If you ever miss a segment, which with all those segments, you might, right? Um, or if you want to re-listen to something that was one of your favorites, you can download the Breakfast with Champions podcast to listen anytime. You can do that over at breakfastwithchampions.live to grab the link and subscribe, as well as see everything else that's going on, and you know it's a lot. So I want to go ahead and start with, you know, what, like you guys really ran quickly over what you do. The, the multiple businesses and things that you have going on, how do you begin to prioritize exactly what you focus on when? Billy, Jenny? Ooh, that is a fantastic question. Well, in my case, um, I mean, because I have to consider a few different things that I have to consider my own show, um, but then also, of course, my production clients and then my team, um, and so there's there's a lot going on, and I think um, what works well for me, regardless of whether I'm, it's talking about my my podcast itself, my podcast business, or any any other versions of my business that I've had in the past, it's all about really managing my time, and so prioritizing what I put first is what are those things that are going to push other needles forward. So if I know that there's something on my plate that someone's waiting for. Um, in order for them to move a project forward, that's one of my higher priorities. Um, also, one of my higher priorities or anything that's going to um, keep revenue coming in or add to revenue streams, then those are additional, additional high priorities. One thing, though, that I've had to personally get better at, and I've done, I've done a better job of it in the last like year maybe, is prioritizing my own projects as well so that I don't lose my own stamina of motivation and inspiration for the, for the love of what I do. So I do make sure to block off time for my own show and make sure that I, I do give that the time and attention that it deserves because that's the passion part of, of, of this for me. Um, so that's in, in general what I do. It's just prioritizing things that move other stuff forward, what brings in money, and then making sure that I also don't let my own work, the craft that I love doing myself, fall to the wayside. Billy, what's your, how about you? Yeah, I, I love calendar blocking. I mean, if it's not, I'm trying to be this way because I'm a little ADHD. So I'm trying to be, if it's not on my calendar, I'm not doing it. 
Um, but then also a thing about my personality, and I think you got to figure out like in your personality, what is it? Um, naturally, I'm kind of a procrastinator and things I don't like. So I heard this quote by Mark Twain that says like, if it's your job to eat the frog or something like that, like eat the frog first thing in the morning. I can't remember the exact quote, but uh, for me, I like that really resonated with me. So I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the things in my work schedule that I want to do the least. So I'm going to do the most painful things first, and then I'm going to move on to stuff I enjoy the most. Now I do prioritize that similar to producer Jimmy. If it needs to be done for a client quicker or whatever, I'll just take whatever I, whatever process I hate about what I need to get done first. And I'll do that first. So I'll get the, I'll get the painful thing out of the way. That way I can spend the rest of my time and rest of my day enjoying, uh, you know, all the other aspects of, of the show or, or business or whatever I'm working on. You know what, Allison, if I could just jump back in and say, I think that the bottom line, whether you, from my answer and from Billy's answer, is that you have to really know um, yourself. You have to know what you what is the most important thing and be able to have that list going first and really, really know what is the most important thing for yourself and for your business. I think that's the starting point no matter what. This is Allison speaking. And, yeah, I mean, we could probably do probably an entire segment just on how to figure that out. But I really liked what you said, like what makes money, what moves stuff forward, what's required to keep going, and then what you love and, and your passion projects, because we all have those. We all have our passion projects, even if they're kind of just, you know, not even on the, on the back burner, they're not even on the stove right now. There's still something we want to do. So what can we do to move it forward? And Billy, I love the eat the frog thing. I've heard that. And for my personality, and I'm also, um, I'm diagnosed ADHD, medicated, very happily, all of that good stuff. I actually don't eat the frog first thing because I also know that I need a dopamine hit. I need a win first thing. So what can I do? I write out my list for the day and I'm like, what are the three fastest things that I can check off this list? Right? They're already priority because they made it on the list in the first place so what are the fastest things i can do to get myself rolling it's not even just about you know what's the hardest thing what am i putting off but what do i need to do to get myself into momentum um and that like i really rely on science there the i'm getting the red bar so let me know if i'm breaking up but i'm gonna get in motion so i can stay that way and so i get that win and i keep those wins coming and I think it's also really important to not just have a to-do list, but I talk about a to-done list. <laughs> Things, right, mark down what you've achieved, what you've accomplished, so you keep going. Um, for me, I juggle client work, I juggle my own uh, coaching and, and info platform, I have my podcast, I have all of these things. And I work on deadlines. I'm very much like Billy. If it's not on the calendar, it does not exist. So um, really finding a system that works for you that you can stick to. I use Asana. I am really trying very hard to use Asana every day. I am a pen and paper kind of gal. So a, a written to-do list is always going to stick more for me. Finding that that particular thing that's going to work for you just to keep keep track of it and prioritize um, the other thing I want to share, and I mentioned it, like, you know, on the stove, on the back burner, I, I have in my head, I have a, a metaphorical kitchen 
and there's stuff that needs to be front burner there's stuff that can be on the stove but not front burner and then there's stuff that's in the pantry because it's it, it's distracting at this point so I need to put it away and just kind of creating that in my brain has really helped me lately to really identify what's priority for me so um you know I really like this this way this conversation is going I want to talk about the production of a podcast or for people who are listening who don't have a podcast, replace in whatever big project you're thinking about doing or are actually actively doing. Like, how do you figure out how many episodes you're going to do? How do you figure out like the, the logistics of it? Do you have tips there, guys? Go ahead, Billy. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I was going to say like one thing about production is planning you know it's like anything you do in business and life and i used to run a franchise for someone or, or several franchise stores and the whole thing that i really just coach my team on all the time is like if we don't plan if we don't if we don't plan this right we're gonna fail like every day it doesn't matter if we don't prep if we're not getting ready for customers if we're not getting ready for the business it's gonna come through that door then we're ultimately gonna fail we're going to fail our customers, we're going to fail ourselves, and we're going to fail our business and the and the people who are paying us to show up and do a great job in this company. And so I think the same thing goes for podcasting, but I understand that that most people start a podcast, it's not their nine to five, it's their five to nine. And so it's kind of this afterthought and it's kind of like, okay, well, now I get to go home and this is kind of my hobby slash maybe it's my lead gen, maybe, you know, maybe I'm trying to make some money off of it. Uh, but I think if you'll spend a lot of time, there's three different in in my, my process. There's three different areas of production. There's there's pre-production, production, and then post-production. And so if I can do a really good job on that front end of pre-producing shows, then I feel like when I go to produce the show, and then when I get into the post-production, which is like editing and all that kind of stuff, I know the whole vision of that episode. And, and sometimes we'll do this when we're launching a show, we're launching a podcast, we kind of get our why, what we're doing, and we have the whole vision for it, but we don't plan those details in each episode. So then we're sitting behind the microphone 10 episodes in or five episodes in going, okay, now what do I talk about? Like, what, what's the plan here? Um, so, so for us, what we do is we try to <clears throat> plan each episode and we have guests on each show for the, for this fishing podcast that I, that I co-host and produce. And so we are pre-planning all those episodes and even with our guests and we don't just rely on our knowledge, but we actually reach out to our guests and say, Hey, what are three things that you really want to accomplish with this, this podcast? Like, do you want to share about your business? Do you want to share like, like whatever, or we might give them three things that we really want to know from them. Uh, but that's what we do. We kind of chart it out as like one to three things, maybe three to five, depending on who the guest is. And that way, when we go into that interview, we have a game plan. It's not just, we're going to talk for 45 minutes or an hour, and then I got to go chop it up and try to make this thing make sense. But we really plan what information do we want to get. And there might be stuff that comes up in those episodes. It's really good. We want to include uh, but for the most part, we know what our goal is before we hit the record button. And that way when it goes, so that's pre-planning. And then when we're producing the show, when we're in the middle of it, we know what direction we're going as co-hosts. We have our outline. We're, you know, we got Google Docs and sharing Google Docs and all that kind of stuff. And then when it gets into post-production, we planned what the show is going to look like in that episode. So I know when I go into to the editing process what we want to accomplish and I make sure within our timeline that we want that all those things are going to be a part of that episode. So I think it's really about 
production is really about that pre-planning stage for us. And once again, it's kind of that ADHD thing. Like if it was up to me solely, I might just go, Oh, I'm just going to sit down and record and, and I'll piece it all together. But I, I did that before and it takes so much time to make sense out of that, out of that show. So that, that's kind of my thoughts about production, uh, in planning production, mostly to you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, as this industry grows, there are kind of three different types of podcasters that are, are, are starting to be slotted in. Um, one is that person who wants to become a full-time podcaster, you know, that that's their goal just like they want to be a full-time journalist, a full-time writer, full-time whatever, right? And they need to attack that goal and that mission like a beast <laughs> to really plan on a strategy and just hit the ground running. Then there, there are people who are just, um, they're the hobbyists, right? They, they, don't, they want to maybe just have fun, do, do it to have fun with a family member or their friends, those kinds of things. And it's just to maybe just get something off their chest, who knows, right? Um, so that doesn't necessarily need as much planning. There's not necessarily a goal at the end of the day. Then there's also the third kind is more the, the business person who's using it as a lead generator. Um, and so they're using it to, to you, as a funnel to bring in the, you know, customers for their services or their books or whatever. Um, so for them, you probably do want to meet with a producer ahead of time before you get started to really strategize how does that podcast fit into the overall scope of your of your business and so and so but regardless okay with the exception maybe the hobbyist but the person wanting to become a full-time podcaster the person wanting to do lead generation for their business they need to understand what the long arc of their show is going to be what is the overall scope and mission and then plan for that and then break it down by episode so as you as you're planning out an episode how does this fit into the overall picture of what of what we're doing, what are we trying to accomplish in, within the scope of this episode? I think we have an open microphone. Thank you. Uh, within the scope of this episode, and how do we? Um, so then, how do we find the right guests? How do we then, you know, figure out what are the questions that we want to answer? So then, planning all of that out. If you do have a co-host, you know, having a meeting of the minds or a shared document, like Billy was referencing, is really fantastic. Um, another little tip that I'd like to give is when you are sitting down to record, if you do have a co-host, um, deciding ahead of time who is going to ask what or who is going to touch on what, what um, questions, you can either color code them. But then also within the context of the recording itself, um, having some sort of back channel that you can um, message each other on to have the, the flow within the conversation go a lot more smoothly so that you know who's going to ask the next question or who wants to close out the conversation or what have you. Um, but so there's the, all the planning and all that kind of stuff and recording. And then of course, you know, editing the episode and you have to give yourself enough time to put together, you know, what is the right title for it? What is the right description? What are the links that we want to put to get, put into it and then setting it up to be published on your hosting site. But then here's the thing that a lot of people forget. A lot of people forget that, um, an episode isn't done just because you've hit, you've hit publish. It's, it's something that's meant to live on for a little while and you need to give it time to you give yourself time to market it, to promote it, to think about how can you um, repurpose some of the content that's in there, all those kinds of things. So again, reworking it back into the long, long arc of your show and seeing how can it work back into the overall mission and message and how does this really fit? What is the puzzle piece that this is um, and planning it out that way. So it, it, there are three different kinds of podcasters. You're all going to attack it kind of differently. 
but having a plan that for your overall goal and then preparing for each episode individually to fit within that plan. I'm complete. Hi, this is Allison. And I think that the theme here is really setting yourself up for success. And, you know, what Billy was saying about he doesn't just go blindly into an episode and what you're saying about and what Jimmy you're saying about building that plan before you even start if you're if you don't already have a podcast or before you start your next season or even if you have that mid-year kind of check-in which my co-host and I do we we check in we're like okay what do we want to do differently moving forward what do we like what don't we like and how can we keep improving this thing not just for our listeners but for ourselves because um and again I'm getting the red bar so let me know if if you can't hear me but really just checking in and making sure that you know what you want to get out of it, what you want your people to get out of it and planning accordingly. And, you know, planning's not sexy, right? Guys, I mean, planning is, is not necessarily always the sexiest thing, especially for me. Like I just want to go and do and make it happen and throw things at the wall and hope they work. But that, that's not fun either earlier I said I need that dopamine hit right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah planning. planning can't be can sometimes be feel like a drudge but at the, the same time if you plan and you prep a little bit then when you get into the recording it makes it that much more fun because you have so many fewer loose ends to just deal with in the moment and you can just really really relax and roll with it so planning it might not be fun but you're setting yourself to have more fun during the recording if you do Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Allison, are you speaking? I know the app is glitching, so she might get be stuck and unable to unmute, unfortunately. It's been happening a bunch the past 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, so she's left. I've, she'll probably pop back in. Billy, I'm back. What? Oh, there I she is. Okay, was, great. I'm so sorry. I was trying to unmute and unmute, and then my app closed. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we got you. Guys. Tech is fun. Happy Monday. All right. So we talked a little bit about this. And um, really quickly, I just want to remind everyone that you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. And we are here all the time, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. But we are also not just on Clubhouse. We have the Breakfast with Champions podcast. Oh, my the page on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Breakfast with Champions, and wherever you are. And um, what, what I want you to do is go to at Breakfast with Champions Club on Instagram. Click the link in the bio. And from there, you can follow us anywhere and stay connected. Check out the podcast. Check out the website. All that good stuff. There's so much good stuff coming. I don't want you to miss any of it. So... We talked a little bit about what goes into producing each episode. And really there's kind of the planning, the recording, the 
the post-production, the publishing, any of the marketing, which I know we've talked about in previous weeks. How, how do we, how do you guys, I know how I get it all done, but how do you guys get it all done without losing your mind? I mean, prioritizing, yeah, but it all takes time. So do you have tips and tricks to make it happen faster? Oh my gosh. Yes. One thing I will tell you right off the bat, no matter what plan you've put in front of yourself, um, life happens. And that's something that I, that's a lesson I think we've all learned in these last couple of years, life happens. And so there's a lot that we can do to accommodate for when life is going to happen. And so um, I just want to give a couple of tips for when life seems to be getting in the way of the regular routine that you do end up setting up for yourself for your for your episode production. So um, one tip is to bank some of your episodes. So if you have an opportunity to record ahead of time, get a few extra ones recorded, couple episodes where the content is a little more evergreen, then you can know you can kind of save those for if you ever get yourself in a pinch. And that way, if, you know, with work life or what have you, something just comes up, then you don't feel like you're overburdened trying to still match getting an episode out because you have one banked. Another thing that you can do is, so that's, you know, batch recording and then banking. Another thing that you can do is banking segments for your guests to use for future use. So instead of a full episode um, with with each guest, um, if you have someone on as a guest, then you can keep them on for like a little extra segment. And so what that can be done, is if you ask them a little extra question or something like that, eventually if you have enough of those, you can do one of two things. You can either start attaching them as extra segments onto future episodes, which can be fun, or you can string to them together for for like one giant uh, longer, not giant, but longer <laughs> episode with a whole bunch of different guests. So again, it's just giving you yourself extra content that's on hand so that if you find yourself in a, in, in a pinch from this thing called life, that you have content ready to go. Um, another thing that you can do is just think outside the box. So like, let's say, you know, let's say you don't have uh, any, any content bash and, and you're just, you're super busy with something you have to going on at work and you've been traveling and ah, what do you do? Right. Um, give yourself a break <laughs> and think outside the box. Is there anything that you can do that can really deliver good content that doesn't involve a guest? Let's say you always have a guested episode. Well, if you're doing a show, I'm just making this up. Let's say you're doing a show that has to do with insurance, right? Uh, and your guest falls through or something happens that week. Well, you're probably doing a show about insurance because you yourself has a, have a whole wealth of information and knowledge about insurance. So instead, just prepare a solo episode where you talk about something. You can even do it even easier where you share you know, maybe the last week or two of what work has been like for you and give your, your, your audience an insight into who you are a little bit further. And so it can be very, very off the cuff have a lot less preparation involved and you still can get something recorded and out there without all the pressure. So all of those kinds of things. And then of course, I think I've mentioned before, you know, time blocking. So again, like I said, I always set aside time. So my own show doesn't get lost in the, in the shuffle. So whatever you're working on, just have time blocked off and say, this is on my calendar. This is dedicated like a meeting to my show. <laughs> I'm complete. Yeah, I love that, Jimmy. I love all the stuff you just said, and it's especially, well, and I think, you know, I think when it comes to setting up these systems for your podcast, 
it's thinking of creative ways to help trim back the time that you spend on stuff. So, you know, for us, like we, I was building everything because we do a YouTube channel as well. And I was like doing everything customized in Photoshop. And so, and I've used Photoshop for years, for a couple decades now. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I'm in Photoshop. I'm in there every single week trying to do, you know, like, and I'm bad. I would batch record and we'd batch, put little folders together with all the creative and promotion and all that. So I'm in there creating thumbnails for YouTube and Instagram posts and all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, wait a second, I can go to Canva, pay whatever, 10, 12 bucks a month and literally have all these things kind of formatted for me. And I can just go in there and drop information into these templates. And so I did that, saved me a ton of time, uh, even though I was you know, skilled in Photoshop, it would save me a ton of time just going there, use those elements, just pay for that service. And so that's one, you know, one little thing to do is like find services that will help you. So, if, you know, for editing, that's the number one time suck. I feel like for a lot of podcasters is I got to edit the show. And there's a couple things if you're doing this yourself. One, obviously, if you can outsource it, you go to producer Jimmy and say, hey, I want you to edit my shows for me. Here's, you know, whatever you guys plan that. That's great. That's a huge time saver right there. Just pay to play. Um, and so that would be the easy way to do it. But then if you're doing it yourself, like I do all the post production stuff myself. And so what I do is I have uh, either a hand clap or a dog clicker or something that makes some noise. And if I'm recording a solo episode, um, I, if I mess up, I'll just like make a clicking noise. And that way, when I put it into my post-production software, I know like this huge spike in the audio and the audio file, there's a problem there. And I need to go from that audio file and go backward and figure out what I need to adjust in that audio file. So that's one or I'll clap or something, something to make some noise, click in your microphone. And then also with our guests, we tell our guests that, Hey, if you mess up, if you say something you don't really want to put in there, feel free just to stop. Tell us, Hey, I don't, I don't really want to say that, or I said that wrong or whatever. And I'll do the little hand clappy, clicky thing, whatever I got going on. And I can easily go back in there and pull out, you know, I can go back and look at it. Uh, another thing, right after I get done with an episode, I take notes and put them in the, in the, in the folder with uh, with all my files. So I keep all my files organized. I get, I get word batch recorded like 15, 20 episodes in advance. And so I'm not going to remember, you know, five, six weeks from now when I have to go and put this show and produce the show and edit the show. Cause I don't edit all those at the same time, but I have them all the raw material in these folders. I know when I go back, I have notes, Hey, this needs work or whatever, whatever, or change out the sponsor commercial or, or whatever that looks like. Sometimes stuff changes uh, when, you know, when you're working with sponsors or whatever. Uh, so just simple, you know, little things like that. Um, it's just to try to make your life a little bit easier where you can quickly reference, uh, you know, when you're in the edit, process and i'm sure producer jimmy has a ton more little tips and tricks like that she does this and man coaches and manages a team of you know a dozen people or so doing this every day but there's a couple things that i do well i was just gonna add real quick also yeah billy you're, you're those are wonderful ideas and if somebody is outsourcing to an editor um, take take what Billy said to heart as well, because especially if that editor is charging you by the hour and you want to save a little bit in your budget, then uh, giving them whether it's a, um, an audible signal like what he was referencing as a clicker or, a, or what have you, 
um, or you verbalize, you know, cut here, cut, take that out within the context of the recording. Um, or at the end of the at the end of the recording, you can give them timestamps that are very specific. Whatever details you can give, and little edit notes that you can provide, um, whether for yourself or someone you're outsourcing to, those are those are like gold. I'm done. <laughs> One of the things that I do, this is Allison, is my co-host and I have agreed that instead of the loud noise, because we don't like that we'll just be silent and so on the waveform it's just a complete silent like for a very uncomfortable stretch of time and that just lets that's a, a good indicator to the editor and you know so we do we do three episodes a week we do one quick tip on mondays and that is my co-host or myself solo and we record and edit those ourselves and then the other two um i actually outsource to an editor because i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> and my co-host doesn't want to do it so we for the ones that we do my that i do myself i record straight into audacity which is what i use to edit it and that way if i may if i mess up i can actually just stop and erase what i messed up because i'm i'm an edit as i go kind of person i stop erase what i messed up and then go from there and i'm not worried about it and i don't have to remember it and i don't have to re-listen to it so everybody's going to have a different system that works for them. But yes, finding programs or products that are out there to make your life easier. If you're going to DIY it, Canva is an amazing graphics tool. I haven't used it, but I've heard of Descript. And I think a lot of people swear by that as well. Um, and there are, you know, Audacity's free. There's a learning curve there. I use Auphonic, which has a free trial to help kind of do some of the leveling and, and noise reduction and things like that. There are all these tools that can cut the time that you're spending in more than half simply by figuring out the process that you want. And I'm, I'm sure that Jemmy, you have a resource or Billy, you have a resource to kind of lay those out so people can be encouraged to get in touch with you. Um, one little, I was going to add yeah. one little editing trick um, for anybody who, who does a, you know, a lot of editing themselves. Uh, just from a psychological standpoint, people's ears are more tuned in at the very beginning of the episode or during, and also during any significant shifts. So if um, you are the kind of person who wants to edit out a whole bunch of ums and ahs and all that kind of stuff, but then also like you don't want to be there turning into a skeleton while you're working on your project, then focus first on, you know, the very beginning of the episode, the intro of your guest, those moments, right? But then maybe during the bulk and the body of the of the conversation, you can lighten up the, the editing hand a bit and, and let let a lot more of that go because the listener's gonna pass over, their ears are gonna pass over a lot more of that. But then as again, as you go into closing the episode, you want to you know lay your hand down heavier hand down for editing um, once you get into that those kind of parts. So just allowing yourself the space to kind of uh, kind of ease back on the editing and maybe that can help a little some people shave off some of their editing time as well i'm complete i think too you know and we can always talk about other you know again we could have a whole segment on tools setting yourself up for success to begin with is something that's going to be really effective i have been working on my own speaking and my own microphone uh etiquette, which I'm using just the built-in mic on my iPad here, so it's probably not the best, but when I have my podcast, I upgraded my microphone, I got a pop filter, 
I made sure that we tested the the distance so I know how far away to be. I've worked on the ums and ahs. I've worked on my filler words. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on them. All of these things. I'm also working on like the the volume of the breath sounds. So when we first started our first few episodes, we had to go back and re-edit because we were talking and we would get excited and you would hear the intake of breath in between sentences and the quality was awful. And so I've worked on that just throughout the last year and a half or so with, I mean, we've recorded so many hundreds of like, I think we're at like 180 recorded, not all pushed out, obviously. But over all of that time, I've worked on that to set myself up for success so that editing is better. So it's, it's going to be a process. It's progress, perfection, not the same thing. Really, that I'm going to call that the theme of our segment today is how to set yourself up for success with this. And it works for everything in, in your business, not just your podcast. So I'm going to throw this question at you because I can. How... What have you learned from podcasting as far as the planning and the organization and the prioritization and the process that you've used in other parts of your business that people in the audience might be able to learn from? Billy, I'm going to make Ooh. you go first. Oh, okay. Go uh, ahead, Billy. <laughs> I was like, huh, I'm still thinking. So, Producer Jimmy, if you have something, I'm trying I'll, to I'll just get you off the hook. Go I'll go it. first. I'll go first. I so, I think, um, I think it's just that uh, breaking things down into pieces and, and kind of putting a game plan together. Um, I remember taking operations <laughs> management in, in college, in my business school, and just kind of learning that, okay, a has to go before B, then this has to go before this, and, da, 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 and just kind of understanding the process, the mechanics of things and, and laying that out before me. So even a show like, you know, whether it's a show that's really, really simple, it's, a, you know, just an interview, intro, outro music, and you're done, just something that is super complex, like Finding Florida, which had, I mean, each episode, <laughs> 10 to 12 interviews, there were all these different segments and <laughs> we had extra sounds and all kinds of things. So I think it's just like stepping back, seeing seeing the forest for the trees for a minute and just understanding like the overall plan and then breaking that plan down into the start and the middle and the and the finish. And and if you have a partner, if you have a co-host, what does that division of labor look like? Who has what responsibilities and what are those deadlines and what how do we really truly stick to them? Um, that's that's what really works for for me and that's how I've applied to other pieces of my business because when I'm looking at like so for example there's an initiative I can't really talk about yet but there's an initiative that I have um, in the works and I already know like okay I know that I need to get these few things in place before I start the, the ball rolling on the next few things but then I know that there's another a avenue that's kind of waiting in the wings a few steps down the line and I'm gonna have to make sure that there are a few things in place for that too so it's just understanding all the different moving parts and podcasting has really helped me with that because I have to understand how do I organize myself with my co-host? How do I organize the guests and scheduling all of that? When do, when do, when does my editor need the, the raw files? When do we need it back? When do we, like all these things that you have to organize. And then also understanding that, you know, I have a show and in my case, I have a portfolio of, of several shows that I have that I, I help promote and, and produce and, and market. 
And so taking a thing, an, a project that you're working on and understanding how do you explain the value of this to someone else and understand that they want to be a part of it or they want to listen to it or they want to consume it. Like understanding how does that, how does that translate and for, for them and then not taking that from my own podcast now, my, my business services and then now my coaching services and then me as a public speaker, how do I, you know, so for example, at She Podcast, I'm literally doing an entire presentation called showcasing your sizzle, right? How to sell yourself, right? And so I've learned that because I've learned how to promote overall shows and also specific episodes. So I think it's both in terms of you know, the operations manage management of and project management of it. And then also the promoting of a project and how does that, how does that work? How do you gain eyes and ears on something? So those two things have been um, some of the biggest skills that I've learned from managing the production of a podcast that have, has also now applied to other aspects of my business. Off to you, Billy. I love it. I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I guess podcasting taught me how to adult better, you know, be showing up on time, <laughs> do what I say I'm going to do. Adult better, yeah. I, I podcast with trapeze and, and like, right. I podcast with manatees, but adulting's in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so I learned how to adult. You know, I think one thing that podcasting has really done for me in other areas of my business and another business that I run is probably give me a little bit of confidence. And this sounds kind of weird because it's like, you know, being a sale, like being mostly in sales, like I'm in sales, right? Like I'm in sales all the time. Like no matter if I'm doing t-shirt stuff or, or podcasting stuff or whatever that looks like, or trying to bring on a sponsor. And, and I think when you use this tool, that's your voice and it's, and you, and you look at statistics and you look at Facebook groups that you start and you jump on clubhouse and people are filling in rooms and they're going, man, I really value what you say. It brings a sense of confidence to like, all right. You know, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, I, I do know what I'm doing. You know, it's like, I may be being a little too vulnerable on this stage, but it does bring this sense of value to yourself of like, all right, what I'm saying is not just stuff that works for me, but it's working for other people. And so um, I think, you know, using my voice and seeing the result of that and seeing people send me emails and Instagram messages and saying, Hey, that episode really helped me or whatever. Um, you know, I think that gives me more of a drive to continue to streamline what I'm doing and really, uh, you know, and just help people. Like, really, that's why we started. That's why I started a business. That's why I ever got into business was to help other people accomplish their goals and their mission. And so, you know, similar to podcasting, I think everyone has a message. And if, you, if that's like a burning desire in your heart or in your you know, mind, body, whatever your soul it's like a key that unlocks destiny in other people. And so um, I think I realized that kind of in this podcasting space, um, you know, it's like, okay, man, this message that I'm sharing is like a key that's unlocking other entrepreneurs. Like I've seen people start businesses because something they heard on the show. Uh, so I think that's, you know, very important as well. And um, that's probably what I've gotten out of it along with everything that producer Jimmy just said. I'm like, yeah, amen to that. This is Allison speaking, and the one thing that I thought of when I asked the questions was SOPs, the standard operating procedures, the, the process documented in a way that, you know, it's, I've always kept something that I call a bus book, and it's very, it's a little morbid, so if I got hit by a bus, what would happen with X? So I have a bus book for my, my family, I have a bus book, I always had a bus book where I worked when I worked in, in you know, 
nine to five and now I have one for my business. What would need to happen to have someone else take over this? SOPs are that. They need to be that detailed so that you don't have to think about it. But it also drove me to begin outsourcing. I did not have a VA. I didn't have anybody on my team. Now I have a VA. I have my audio editor. I have a designer. I have um, I have a junior writer who will do client work for me sometimes. Like I have all of these pieces to my team and I'm able to to outsource things to them because of those SOPs. So really documenting processes, the point of organization so you're not always relying on the search in your Google Docs and really using tools the way that they're intended as well as the way they work best for you. So Google Docs is great for collaboration. That's the point. So use them to collaborate with people. Use the functionalities that are built into tools that we might use all day, every day anyway. Use these functionalities that are built in so that you can get more out of them instead of trying to find 18 different tools to fit and, and diving into that. So really SOPs were the big thing I took into my business. Jimmy, did you have something? Yeah, actually, um, Jeff McMahon, I believe he was on stage. He had he sent me in one that I thought was pretty interesting and super true um, that when you go through the process of interviewing someone and you having to listen to them, that if you really understand that that interview is more of a conversation than anything else, then you have to be willing to let the conversation flow into different directions that you didn't necessarily anticipate. And that's just so true about business too, because and especially in this last year, good Lord, we had to learn how to pivot and how to respond and react. And then the more that we do have the fundamentals and that those SOPs that you're mentioning in place, Allison, the less that we're, we have to freak out and worry in the moment and the more that we can just like flow and, and then allow it to go. So those are a couple ideas that, that uh, Jeff wanted to share. And I'm like, oh, super spot on, super spot on. Absolutely. Well, I also, um, if it's okay with you guys, I wanted to open it up to people up here on the stage. If you have any questions, things to contribute. I know that production and kind of getting things done is, is kind of a hot topic. So I'm going to start scrolling. If you have anything, feel free to flash your mic at me. I'm going to, I'm going to look for you. Keep flashing if you are, um, you know, anything to contribute to the conversation. We've, we've got about 15 minutes left. So, you know, I'm happy to, to fill it up. Otherwise, I do have one more question for Billy and Jemmy that um, I think might be a good one. And that's how do you keep this thing? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about podcasts for this. But again, we're thinking globally in our business, new initiatives, new projects. How do you keep it from taking over when it's not supposed to, right? Like, I have a, a business that's not my podcast. How do I keep my podcast from taking over the rest of my life? Any ideas? <laughs> so a funny thing happens, because um, I also relate to you, Billy, when you say you're a procrastinator. I've, I've been a procrastinator too. And a funny thing happens when you're a procrastinator, you do learn that some things at the end of the day actually don't matter and that you it, it's okay that they didn't get done. And so I have a priority list, you know, like we were talking about in the beginning and there's definitely my attack plan for the day and, and stuff that I want to get done. But at the end of the day, I have to keep in mind what is most important. And what is most important isn't my business as much as I call it my second baby. What's most important is my first baby. <laughs> That's my nine-year-old son. And so I try to plan to have 
work done when he's at school, work done when he's sleeping, you know, all these things I, I plan around him. But at the same time, when things are just trying to take, you know, take over because I, ha I do have just so much going on. Um, I think it's just <laughs> learning to forgive yourself. Again, we're all humans. None of us are perfect. Some things are going to fall by the wayside and you have to be willing to, to pick it up the next day and keep it moving forward. So anything that is super time sensitive, I try to handle first. Um, and, and anything that isn't as, I always question, is this truly as important as I think it is as great of an idea as this is? Do I really have space for it in my life? Like asking you those yourself those honest, honest questions and be willing to not only have enough muscle to say no to other people, which can be very difficult for a lot of us, um, but then also having enough muscle sometimes to say no to yourself and realizing that what you already have on your plate needs to be watered or nurtured and um, be, be given the room to grow. Otherwise, you're just constantly spinning your wheels. So I'm complete. Yeah, you know, I think one thing, Allison, that a lot of podcasters, especially if it's not like, like I podcast and we have sponsors, so I have a different obligation, but majority of podcasters are either doing it, doing that, you know, like, like, like producer Jimmy said, they're either doing it as a hobby or maybe it's a part of their marketing for their business or whatever. And I think there's like this weird unspoken rule that's not really a rule. It's more of a myth that you have to produce a show and it has to go public at a certain time and a certain time of day. And you have to, and there is this beauty about consistency and, and you know, and there's podcasts that I look forward to on Monday morning, but if they don't produce something on Monday morning, I'm not going to die. Like it's not going to be the end of my world as a listener. But I think a lot of podcasters kind of get in that position where it's like, Oh man, I gotta I gotta have this episode out. It's gotta be out on Monday, and and they have all this life stuff happening, and but yet they will continue just to kind of like press the record button and maybe even potentially put out halfway good content that's not really anything just because they want to get that homework assignment done. And I, I think we gotta stop viewing a podcast as a homework, and it's really our art. It's really you know expression of ourselves, and there's multiple different facets of what a podcast can be used for. Uh, but at the end of the day, no one's going to die if they don't hear your new episode. Um, and you shouldn't either if you don't get it out on quote unquote on time, like like producer Jimmy saying, like take a chill pill, take a break. Um, and then also another thing, too, is just because you start a podcast doesn't mean you have to produce a million episodes. Doesn't mean you have to show up for the next five years every single week. Maybe you start a, a podcast because you're super passionate about a topic. I did this. I started a podcast about live streaming and podcasting. I got about 25 episodes into it, and I was like, cool. I think I've accomplished my goal. I've, like, finished what I wanted to talk about. I've gotten everything off my chest that I think I needed or wanted to say and put it out there for the world to listen to, and now I'm finished. And so I just finished that pro I just finished the project. It's still out there. People can go still listen to it. It gets downloads every single month, but I'm not going to show up for the next five years and try to continue to talk about those two subjects. And then I've niched down and started another podcast with within the podcasting space, but all about how do you make money with podcasts? So who knows? That might might go for fifty episodes, might go for five hundred episodes. But just because you start something and you start this podcast, it's not like a marriage. Like, don't feel like you got to be in there forever. Uh, do what do what you want it to do and create it to do what you want it to do. And when it's done, it's finished. It's done its job. Move on to your next thing. I really like where you went with that. 
and it's it's something that I call um, a hall pass. So sometimes you just need a hall pass. You just need to give yourself to cut yourself a break. And my co-host and I um, we're very good friends. We work together a lot in business. Her name's Jenny Wright. We we have a hall pass, and last week I cashed mine in. I said, dude, I need a hall pass. I do not have what it's going to take to record today. My kid had just started kindergarten. It was hitting me really hard emotionally. I was having a week. I was just having a week. We had set ourselves up for success. We had episodes in the can. It was not going to screw up our production for an episode releasing soon. We're just trying to stay ahead. And I said, I, I need a hall pass. I need to reschedule this. And she said, got it. Because she got it. Right? And that was a weight off my shoulders. And so, yeah, it's the world isn't going to end if you maybe publish an episode on Tuesday morning instead of Monday morning. Or the world is not going to end if maybe, you know, it comes out on Thursday and you say, hey, it's late this week. So sorry about that, guys. This is what was going on. Like, it's personal. This is, your podcast is your thing. And I think, too, we we think this with a lot of business that we have to do things a certain way, even if that way doesn't feel good for us or work for us or fit into what we have designed our lives and businesses and careers or what have you to be, right? So we we think, oh, I have to market on Instagram this way. Um, I'm I'm in this right now. I'm I've been trying to get into the reels, right? I'm such I'm such an I'm so behind on this Instagram thing, guys, but. I'm starting to do reels and I'm realizing that the like the really trendy pointy reels they don't resonate with me I just don't like them I have major resistance I've been trying to film them for two and a half weeks and I put it off every time because I'm just really really resistant and so like two days ago I was like why am I doing this to myself why am I trying to like torture myself all the time to try and do something that I'm not going to be able to stick with, that's going to cause me this much agony for weeks to get one done. It's a 20-second video I'm trying to record, and it's taken me two and a half weeks to do it because I just really don't want to. <laughs> and so I was like, so what else can I do that will satisfy the goal and do it in a way that feels good to me? And so I'm like, well, maybe I can record myself doing 20-second marketing tips or 20-second copy tips and speaking, and then we can, you know, reels them up with captions and what have you. And that will work. I'm much, I already recorded one. I thought of it and recorded it same day. So by, by giving myself, cutting myself a little bit of a break, figuring out how to make it work with my business and my life and my personality instead of in spite of, it, it allows me the flexibility to keep going in a way that feels good, that works, that resonates with who I am, with the way I want to be, with the way I like to be seen in the world and put myself out there. And I don't have to fight myself the whole way. So I really like this concept of, of giving yourself a break. Jemmy, did you have something? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, whenever um, you're facing any kind of issue with your podcast, whether you're feeling overwhelmed or you know, your, your kid's going off to kindergarten and like at life is happening. I totally get you, Allison. I get it. I get it. Um, whenever you're f facing some sort of, um, issue with your, with your show, put yourself in the shoes of your listener and think about what your listener would really want as a solution. And so for example, when, 
you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you can't get to the to recording, and let's say you don't have banked episodes or batched content that you can you can turn to. So the question is, okay, would my listeners rather have um, a completely rushed episode that I just sit down and and record just for the heck of it to make a deadline, or would my listeners rather wait an extra week for a good episode? And I'm telling you, they'll rather wait an extra week for a good episode. And the reason is, think about it. Think about your favorite TV show, right? When you were waiting for that next episode, and it if it was a <laughs> crapper episode, you were super disappointed and kind of mad. But if, if you had known that due to whatever reasons that the episode was delayed a week and it came out and it was a really good episode, you were super satisfied and you were like, thank you, that was amazing. And you were standing up giving a clapping <laughs> ovation uh, for, for the effort. So think about, it. think about it that way and give yourself that break to say, you know what, I'd rather not make a decision to have a lame episode that my heart's not in it just to make the deadline. Instead, I'm either going to give myself that, that week to, to bring it together or I'm going to allow myself to think outside the box like I was talking about before and coming up with a different idea that might be fun. But if what you're going to end up doing is coming to the microphone all lackadaisical and not having it and not really ready to bring it and really give your audience what they need, then you're going to do yourself a disservice. So I just wanted to kind of put a cap on all of that. I'm complete. I really appreciate that. And um, we're coming up to the end of our room. So I want to give you guys, um, Billy, Jemmy, any kind of closing thoughts before I start to turn it over to Mr. Matt Storm and, uh, and the goodness that he has for us today. Billy, why don't you start? Yeah, I, I was, you know, my whole thing about podcasting and doing business business i mean really anything right like podcasting business life like just have a lot of fun with it and if it's not fun figure out how to make it fun if you can't make it fun then just don't do it <laughs> go do something else like no one's making you create a podcast every week uh and you know some like we've been talking about give yourself that hall pass like move on do something else pivot into another industry that's how i got into podcasting was just listening to what people around me wanted and then i started to help them solve those problems and so um Take a deep breath, have fun, hit the record button, and put yourself out there and help some other people. Yeah, and I would say, you know, when you're whether it's for your business or not, um, you know, make it about something, and the topic has to be something you're passionate about. But then also be sure to inject your personality. Have a lot of fun with it. Do extra stuff that maybe you you haven't seen done before in a podcast. Like that is the joy of this medium is that it's still super open ended to make it and use it however you want. And so whatever you want to do, I mean, just have fun with it and think outside the box. Lord knows I have on some of my shows. So have fun with it. I'm complete. My, my big takeaway from today is that set yourself up for success, whether it's SOPs, the plan, all of it um, rolled up into one, set yourself up for success. And then don't be too hard on yourself if you need a hall pass, because life is what it is. And that's how we're going to do it. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.